I feel like a lot of your iterations have been about removing more aspects of insecurity from yourself. Oh, that's such, did you think about this? No. It's such a well thought out answer. Because you were a very insecure person when we met. Yeah, now that you say that, I do recognize that. Hello, everyone. I'm Halise, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I'm Mr. Halise, and I'm different than I was 10 years ago. Aren't we all? Anyway, this is the StumbleWell Podcast. I'm a married couple that you know, talking about relationships and other such things. Music! The sponsor for today's video podcast is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 30,000 courses for you to explore your creativity, find your creativity if you feel like you lost it. I love teaching on the Skillshare platform. I actually have a few classes on Skillshare that you can take that cover a variety of topics around post-production and editing and shooting. And one of my favorite classes that I've taught on the platform is how to tell a story in a minute or less. So if you're someone who's interested in trying to up your YouTube shorts game, your IG reels game, all of that kind of fun stuff, even your TikTok. In that class, I go over three or four different topics and ways to tell an engaging story in a minute or less. And so many people have tagged me across social media, showing me the different ways that they incorporated what they learned from my class into their social media presence. It is so cool to see everything y'all do. Keep tagging me. I love to see it. So if you're interested to try out Skillshare, click the link in the description to get a one month free trial of Skillshare. It is a good time. I'll see you over there. And with that, let's get back to the podcast. Mr. Ali's got a uh, subscription to the New York Times. And so that is helping why. him to find topics for us to talk about in the podcast, which is really fun. It's also helping me read more and become more worldly. So the uh, title of the article was Watching a Partner Change is Hard, Accepting It Can Be Harder. Pause for effect. Pause for effect. And why Why did you want to discuss this topic, Mr. A couple Hallies? major, um, just a really quick 30,000 feet. So it states in the article within the second paragraph, you know, we don't marry one person so much as we marry one version of a person, um, a snapshot of who we and our partner are individually and to one another at the moment when we say, I do. Who we are 5, 10, or 40 years later is anyone's guess. So I just found it fascinating that and obviously because we've lived through it, we understand that we've changed through the marriage and mm-hmm. the relationship. Yeah. But seeing people having to deal with a new version of their partner or a new version of themselves in the same situation, I just thought it was interesting. I also found it interesting that, so they sort of gave you a snapshot of different couples and mm-hmm. their versions of going through this phenomenon. But all, a lot of the couples, none of them were below 35. Oh, yeah, they were older. They're all a little bit older. Most of them, if not all of them, had children as well. I think there's a point to that because most of them are going to be out of the 20-year-old, we just got married uh, stage. Yeah, I suppose so. And everything's rosy with that. And it's not... Is insta- it? Should be. I guess. The honeymoon phase? Whatever. These 20-somethings out here doing God knows what. Uh, so f- don't, be, don't be hating on the younger generation. They're just trying to figure it out like the rest of us. They are. You're right. So I do want to highlight the four phases. Um, So there's the honeymoon driven, or I'm sorry, hormone driven honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. 
um, then reality settles in and you start noticing things that start to bother you about the other person. The phase after that is the make it or break it phase um, where you start understanding that good relationships require work and a willingness to grow in the same direction. Yeah. And then the final phase, um, secure attachment, where years of effort yield a safe, satisfying, enduring connection that can last for decades or for the rest of your life. I love the or there, though. Yeah, I did appreciate that for them, a successful marriage is one that is measured in lasting for decades, not necessarily for a lifetime, though. So I was like, oh, okay. Let's jump right into that because that was a question of mine. Interesting. If a marriage only lasts a couple of decades, is it successful? I think so. I used to not think so. If a marriage lasts only a couple of years, is it successful? Huh. I mean, if you think about it, you've grown within each other. You just realized you weren't like a failed, not a bad date, no, a bad date too. Okay. But even uh, bad relationships between like a boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn something out of bad relationships. Oh, definitely. But they still. But is it successful, I guess? I guess you, I guess it depends on how you define successful. For some reason, I define successful relationships that, or I guess marriages specifically, where I guess things have been signed. Let's just use that metric. That if it lasts for, I feel like anything beyond like 15 years is like, that's successful. I consider that a success. Because that was long enough for you to go through, for you as a person to go through a few phases. To go through some of the phases. Uh, And for them to go through some of the phases. And... Yeah, hopefully you both grew from the encounter. Even if you grew apart, you still grew. So, yeah. Um, a couple of years, I don't feel is enough time because you still don't even like know who you are in the relationship really yet. That's such a good answer that I don't think I could build on that. Oh. Truly, I'm not like <laughs> brown nosing. Did you used to think a successful marriage had to be for a lifetime? I didn't really have a time frame set for oh, it. Oh, that's interesting. But in my mind, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to enter into the relationship of I didn't think it was going to last the rest of our lives. Right. Like, if you thought that this was a 20-year commitment, would that change you going into the marriage, I guess, ahead of time? That'd be funny. If you could just scan some things, like, ooh, like at the grocery store, like, uh-huh. mm, this one's going bad pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just 20 years is a long time. 20 years is a long time, but I mean. It's almost negligible negligible to me between 20 years and a lifetime. You know what I mean? In regards to being mm. with the same person, it is kind of like, either way, you put in a lot of work, so. But would you enter into a relationship if you knew that it was finite? Mm. I mean, like, there's flings, but that's different. We're not talking about. Yeah. Throws of romance we're talking about. We're talking about you're trying to find long-term. Talking about marathons. Yeah, we're trying to find long-term If you entered the marathon and you knew that you were going to, or that you would probably quit at mile 20 before 26. Daggum. That's a good analogy because now I am like, I don't know. Hmm. That's a good distance. Because I've run a lot. So now I'm like, oh man, would I go in knowing like, But the expectation is for you to finish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of the podcast. 
um, wherever you're listening slash watching, if you could like the video, especially if you're watching on YouTube, like the video, sit through an ad if you can. If they're too long, definitely don't do that, though. The other thing you can do is rate us. If you're listening to us on any podcast platform, please rate us over there. Um, Spotify just opened up its podcast rating system. You just have to go to the main page of the podcast, not specific episodes. And there you can rate us. Five stars is preferred, but we'll always take constructive criticism. And then finally, after engaging and rating, the next thing you can do if you want to take it a step further, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Halise. There you get early access to these videos, as well as private weekly vlogs from me about everything that's happening with the production company in the background. Mr. Halise, who is taking a bathroom break while I record this part, um, is our operations and productions manager. He is also a writer and podcaster as well. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And with that, back to the podcast. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Now I don't know. I don't know if I would go into it I mean, if these, it's 20. These are silly questions. Sure. Because it's not like Pokemon. Like, what's your starter Pokemon? <laughs> well, the grass type, of course. Okay, well, I'm going to get the fire one and then... Yeah, we're going to have some fun. You're SOL. <laughs> yeah. Um, some, as I was reading the article, something I kept thinking was, oh, I wonder how many iterations of me Mr. Halise has had to live through at this point. Because when they started talking about the different phases... In my mind, as I read the phases, I was like, I don't know if we actually went through the phases in the way that they say you're supposed to go through them. Hmm. Because I felt like the honeymoon phase ended like the night we got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can keep or go away with that one. But yeah. Oh, so the courtship was the honeymoon phase. For me, for what it felt like for me. Yeah. And then we immediately entered into like reality sets in and you start. Not yes. nitpicking, but seeing things. Yeah, exactly. I felt like we didn't really actually get time to be married and like like it. <laughs> well, we went we went into it really quickly. I just feel like the longest part of our marriage. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like the longest part of our marriage was make it or break it. Yeah. I feel like we were make it or break it longer than we realized. Yeah, for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we were in make it or break it for a good like five years i do you feel like we've transitioned into the final phase yet i feel like we're like getting like nothing i feel like it's like a gradient right mm. and so you don't really realize you're into the phase until you've probably been in it for a minute or you've passed it or you've passed it already oh yeah oh my god that was bigfoot like, yeah it's like whoa wasn't that crazy all right um but i do feel like overall it feels easier than it was before and i don't know if that's more because of like the circumstances of life in general. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, not, when you're not worried about money. When you're not worried about money. Things get a lot easier. <laughs> well, not that I'm not worried about money, but when you're less, not, well, sure. yeah, when you're less worried, if you're, when you're not living paycheck to paycheck, the second part of your there life begins when you don't have to worry about living paycheck to paycheck as much anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, I think that's why for me, I was like the honeymoon phase was like non-existent in my mind like we had a courtship that was really fun there was a lot of fun stuff happening in the courtship <laughs> and then as soon as we got married you like immediately were like and all the fun's done now i need to <laughs> do things and i was like wait but i just got married let's like be young and married and you're like these bills will not pay themselves mm. and i was like okay 
<laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. This is how I feel about that. <laughs> mm. um, do you think that you can regress in phases? Oh, definitely. I definitely think you can. It just depends on... Yeah, it's kind of silly. What's going on in your... Just like what's going on in your life situation. I can see how like people get married and get into, what is it, phase, like maybe are in the cusp of getting into the securement phase and then they have a kid and then they dip all the way back down into reality cells. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like as a new variable comes in, you're like, oh, wait, I wait thought a we minute. were yeah. in the final phase and now I'm starting to see that I don't like the way that you yeah, change the baby's diaper. Exactly. Or even just based on location, like... Maybe y'all move to a couple moves to a new state or a new country that they one couple really one person part of the couple really wanted to for work or whatever. Another one was kind of coming along for the ride. We'll see how this goes, you know. That can dip y'all back into something else. Like I remember one of our good close friends, couple friends, they talked about how in their relationship they had lived in a certain location. And that was the thing that just kept making or breaking their relationship. And at that point, they'd already even been together for quite some time. But mm -hmm. just something about that location just really didn't benefit their relationship overall. And it and wasn't until they moved and they were like, oh. This isn't we, as hard. Like, oh, we just didn't need to live there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like location can be such a huge factor in what phase. And then also, obviously, finances as well. Once you hit a certain financial level, Things are easier overall, but you still have hard life events happen. People still die. You still have to raise family members or still have to care for elderly members or things like that. So there's still hardship, but, you know, it's a hopefully easier lift. Wait, so question, my question to you, though, was how many phases of me do you feel like you've lived through? Iterations. Or I'm iterations. Least iterations. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I'm setting myself up one, to get two. roasted. It's fine though. It's fine, y'all. It depends. What? How would you define a version? Because I would. So I would just say. Because there are times when before in the before times, when you would say, uh, "Oh, I want to. I'm going to learn mandolin, or I'm going to learn banjo. I'm going to. I'm going to do. You know, like when you set your mind into." Like a new hobby or something. Yeah. That's technically a new version. Like that's a new offshoot. Oh, is it? And then okay. once you stop with the hobby, then you just come back and you become, I don't know. You're different from it, I guess. You're different for it. Yeah. But you you go through phases. I don't know. I go through phases, but have I gone through iterations? Iterations, yes. I would say okay. probably two or three maybe. Two or three. That okay. I can think of pro oh, maybe four. Because I think you were a different person. Wow. So I, I just love this topic and I love this concept because I love thinking of us as like gradients along a spectrum. Uh-huh. And okay. it's also like there's so many versions innate within you. For some reason I like thinking about, you know, like, oh, the version that I was in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Is still there. Like I could go back and visit them. You know what I mean? Like oh. along a time timeline. I'm sorry, timeline continuum sort of thing. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think the variables influence the version that you are. 
chief mm-hmm. among them being jobs. So the one that you, the version that you were in college is different than the version that you were when you got that first serious production job, mm-hmm. which is far and away different than who you were when you came out of that job. Thank God that it happened and then got into the other job, mm-hmm. which was much more stable. You got what you could from that. Yeah. And then you were a different version. I'm referencing your professional career because you bring that into the relationship. And so you've grown and you understand, like coming out of that second production job, you understood what you wanted to be, what you wanted to do. And so that influenced all of your professional decisions and how you see the world. And you're like, I don't want to do things that I don't enjoy doing. There's no point to that. The rest of the world is now starting to understand that. Right, yeah. And I fell in with that wave. Yeah, yeah. This like flotsam that just comes on along the shoreline. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh God, there's no water. How do you breathe? What's happening? And you're like, it's fine. <laughs> Quit freaking out. The food's over there. Yeah. The buffet's that way. Um, and so like I start benefiting from that. And so I definitely know that there was a new version of me that came out of 2021. Yeah, for sure. Because of, you know, the creative opportunities that, that you've allowed me to, to have. And that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Okay. So I, I couldn't even put it a definitive number on. I feel like professionally, it's, it's like a good rung system where I can mark, where it's a good marking system. Yeah. It acts as your sort of guide or right. leveling to see. That's interesting. That makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. I am afraid to ask you that question. <laughs> Why are you afraid? Because there's so, I feel like there's a lot. Yeah. I think there are, actually. Because there's like, even when we were dating, I feel like there were two iterations of you. Mm. There's an iteration of you coming into the relationship and all the past experiences that you had that you brought into it. That I had to shed. Yeah, that you had to shed and kind of figure yourself out from. And then there was a you actually shed of those more or less and like owning who you are in our dating relationship. Mm -hmm. And then, but still having some like insecurity in that as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the insecurity. Hmm. I feel like a lot of your iterations have been about removing more aspects of insecurity from yourself. Oh, that's such, did you think about this? No. It's such a well thought out answer. I feel like that's your overarching, like, gradient scheme. That's my narrative? Yeah, that's your nar- narrative of learning how to shed more and more of your insecurity. Because mm. you were a very insecure person when we met. Yeah, now that you say that, I do recognize that. Yeah, and you're, you still have levels of insecurity to you now. Even how you describe yourself to people or even to me at times. Um and so it's been really cool to see each iteration of you shed a little bit more of it. Um, but yeah, I think you've you've gone through like six or seven iterations of yourself when I think about it. Because then there's also some of those iterations were backpedals, I feel, too, where you kind of fell back into having like bringing insecurity back onto yourself. So you were growing for a little while and then... You kind of went backtracky. Regressed. You regressed. That's the better word. Backtracky. You regressed a little a bit. Put <laughs> You regressed a little bit. I think part of that was also partly my fault as well. I was still learning how to be in a marriage as well and learning how to communicate better. So I didn't help. And then 
you kind of started to come out of it, find your way and things like that. Some of those iterations are definitely tied to employment and the types of jobs you had in education, getting more education for yourself um, and thusly helping us out monetarily because of that. But I think a lot of your stuff was more, I don't know, it's not really job. Like I know for, I could totally see how you would, feel that because I agree a lot of my growth or iterations have been related to where I am in my employment but I don't know for you where you worked before it had a sway on who you were but it never not really it no, didn't like I compartmentalized it yeah. with the exception of the how miserable I felt right yeah because of the pandemic and nursing in general during this time but yeah I really do feel like it's valuation can you say that about me? Because how much money was I able to bring in? Oh, it's still not enough. Yeah. We have to come out of, you know, paycheck to paycheck. And then we got there. Yeah. And it's like, I hate it here. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like, I, I hated the the job that I was in. Right, yeah. It's like, but it's paying the bills. Well, let me just keep jumping around from job to job. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, last year, it's like, oh, well, money's fine for now. Don't worry about that. Do other things. Yeah. I feel like your iterations have also always been about trying to figure out like sort of the deeper meaning of what you're, you want your life to be. Because mm-hmm. you kind of just focused on, well, here's what everyone's telling me I should want my life to right. be. So let me just go with that for now. And each, with each iteration of you, you've kind of shed a little bit of that too, of just, well, do I actually need to care what people think? What do I actually enjoy? Let me try to find that. But you're such a pragmatic person that if it doesn't make dollars, then it doesn't make sense mm. to you. So it's really hard to get you to kind of, yeah, take calculated leaps, if you will. Jumping off that, though, am I at a point where I can think about you more? And I think when I was trying to figure out my own situation professionally, where I sit in the universe and like, can I exist in a job that I enjoy that earns money that we can like sustain ourselves with. Once I got past that, or I'm in this phase where I'm not constantly burdened with that Mm. or like attacked with that. And my mind isn't just, you know, like all this static um, of thoughts and worries. Then I could focus on you a little bit more. Am I like meeting physical needs enough? Am I like meeting emotional needs enough? Like I, I have just a, a clear, thought process now where I can focus on you a little bit more and read more of your signals. You know, like the things that you're telling me like, oh, okay, I need to focus on her a little bit more or, oh, she sounds more stressed. I know, like I just know how to start not corralling you, (laughs) but I know how to start like adjusting and reacting to that Mm. in a way that's appropriate and healthy for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, she needs support or she needs this or she needs that. Someone is making her feel a certain type of way about her art or this or that. And it's like, nope. And they can immediately start like trimming things. Mm. So it's like, don't think about what that person thinks. They don't know anything. Don't worry about any of these other people doing silly things because you're on your path and you're doing well. So I feel like the version of me that has come out of 2021, I feel like is that much stronger and healthier and that much better of a partner. So I'm I'm proud of that version. Yeah. I'm proud of the version that allowed me to 
get into this relationship with you. Like I'm glad of the of the version you fell in love with initially. Mm. Um, and it took ups and downs and yeah. all that stuff. But I'm glad of the um, side to side. I'm especially proud of the version that came out of 2021. It's a it's a very interesting version of you right now. I will say that your your current iteration is like ooh, Mr. Halis, 10.2. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably enough versions, maybe. Uh, it's a little 10. low. 2. It's a little low. I'd say maybe 18 or 20. <laughs> Mr. Halise, great. You're not, you're not like great value, Mr. Halise, anymore. <laughs> it's not even great value. I don't know what the Dollar General brand is. But... Oh, I can't remember either. But anyway, yeah, it's been interesting to see you uh, be in this version of yourself. Because again, there's you've shed a lot of insecurity, which is interesting. You're on this new path artistically, so there's like some some aspects of your insecurity coming back in. But even with that, as you've continued to write and do more with your podcast and stuff, I'm seeing that insecurity go away. You're becoming a lot more confident in your own, more confident in your growth, Mm. which is good. Which version of yourself are you proud of or most proud of? Oh, man. There's a couple of them that sticks out. I think the version of me that I really look back and admire now is the one that could work a full-time job and be with my sister when she had Cedric mm. the first year. Yeah. When they lived here before they left. Um, and the, well, not the first year. It was like the first like six months, really, that I was just kind of over there and doing more. I look back. I look back now and I think I could not do that now. This version of me can't do that. Mm. <laughs> but for some reason, that version of me really rose to the occasion and did it, which was really interesting. So I think, again, I was a I was a W-2 employee. That version of me had a W-2 job. So there was just more breath room, breathable room. But yeah, that version of me, I look back and I'm really proud of that version. She really like saw a need within her own family circle and like did the thing, you know? So that was cool. I'm really proud of the version of you that decided to go away from the W-2 job mm. and break out on your own despite nobody else, literally, myself included, understanding what that meant, what that looked like, whether you would be successful, and you still taking that risk and that leap. Oh, that's and going, interesting. I now, having exposure to all these other, to, to people that, that we've met, um, those independent women as well, those artists. Oh, yeah, yeah. But seeing all of them take the similar risk um, really has painted that event or that version of you differently to me. Like, I I really am awestruck at the fact that you did that because it took a certain level of self-assurance. Even... Or just stubbornness. I I mean... You know? Two things by a different name, I guess. Right, definitely. (laughs) But I'm... That's one of the versions that sticks out in my mind. Like, wow, my wife is actually very strong. And in addition to that, my wife is very talented and very creative and all these Mm. other things that flowed into that, Mm. that enabled you to do it. Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's, I guess I don't see it that way. I can see how I, it's interesting that it comes off that way. I think I had gotten to a point where it was like, I can't, I literally can't do anything else but what, but the next thing I need to do. Or I'm just going to not die. That's so dramatic. But just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's unsustainable. Yeah. So something needs to change. So there you go. And I'm just going to do it and hope for the best. I mean, whether it's necessary or not, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I feel like that's moot. Yeah. 
I think the other iteration of me that I that sticks out is not is one that like had to happen. I don't know if I'm proud of that iteration, but she made it through and like did the thing is the one that like finished the show, the PBS show. I don't know if I'm proud of her because she wasn't she was very much giving like bitches get shit done <laughs> iteration of me. So it's like, eh, that's not the best person to be around. But she did it, you know, and it's because she existed that now, like, the other show can be, like, a thing. And I'm a completely different person in how I approach something like that, you know? So. That's so interesting. I see myself over the past several years complaining about my job a lot. You less so. It's more like discussions. Mm. But that phase, there was a lot more venting, emotional venting from you. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. You may not be proud of it, but I know you got a lot out of the situation. I like, did. There was a yeah. lot of personal and professional growth for you. Yeah, it was. And you now literally see, like, oh, if I can get, if I can get roses to grow out of this um, dung pile, <laughs> then <laughs> I so can. So harsh. <laughs> no, but I'm. I mean, for lack of a better word, if I can get this mustard seed. I'm going to go biblical. If I can get this mustard seed to grow on the crack of a step, I mean, granted, it's going to wither and die or whatever. But if I can do that, yeah, um, you could do anything. So I think you, it's not like you're limitless now, but you see that, oh, if I can be constrained and unhappy and not paid as much and all these other factors that are negative mm -hmm. and still come out with something that you were proud of. Right, yeah. Um, like if you can snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat then you can literally claim anything yeah so i'm proud of that person i'm glad that we're past that <laughs> yeah i'm glad that you're no longer that version yeah i don't really like her i can say that with much certainty didn't really like that version of myself but yeah i mean some things are necessary and yeah. are yeah transient Thank God. Thank God that some versions are transient. Otherwise, <laughs> divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's interesting, though. So you think, like, so what if, okay, we've been married for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, like, because nothing's certain, right? So in 10 more years, if we're not together anymore, wildly speculate, will you feel like our relationship was a success? A lot can happen in 10 years. A lot can not happen in 10 years, too. A lot no. can happen in 10 years. I think I didn't give a like a new, a number of years that I said would be successful at yeah. the beginning. Um, I didn't. I think I. I think I would almost say five. Five more? No, five in oh, general. Oh, just five. Got it. Okay. Like that's short, but if you can make it work for a certain number of years, even now, I think if someone tells me that they were only married five years, I would say, oh, okay, well, mm, you didn't last very long, but you learned a lot. Yeah. You know, and so where we are now, even if it finished today or tomorrow, mm -hmm. I think it would be successful, yeah. If we lasted another 10 years, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I would like it to be, you know, indefinite all the way through. But And that's Ditto. the goal. That's the goal. That is the goal. <laughs> like how we both looked at the, at the audience like, I believe what we say. <laughs> I would. Would you? If what? Well, your, your mark or demarcation was 20 years. So if we lasted another 10. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, let me rebuke that. I feel like, <laughs> because I remember when we were thinking about separating or just starting to consider things, even when that happened, that was that year eight, nine, eight? I would say eight. I think it was like year eight that was happening. 
And I was realizing, oh man, if this does happen, I'm really proud of the time that I put into this. And I'm really proud of who he became and like all this kind of stuff. Like I was already kind of in that mindset of like, this was already successful. So so think think about so that. So I guess it's eight for me. Think about that phase. <laughs> okay. That phase was make or break it, right? Yeah. We had come out of the shambles. Yeah. We had come out of living a year with your parents and family. Yeah. Right? And then we were coming into a phase that you saw that I refused to see. Yeah. That we would have to grow back into each other. On top of that, during that same phase, you did the show. The show, yeah. Um, and then we lived in a apartment to bring in our friends. We lived in an apartment that was not ideal. It was dark. It felt yeah. just very sad and depressing. It felt like a jail cell. Yeah. Um, I mean, like all of that change and all of that flux. And of course, like looking back in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, we weren't happy. We didn't have enough time to each other. We weren't really reflecting on or investing the time into each other. Yeah. And so there was a bend. It wasn't a break, but it was a bend. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm proud. I wasn't proud of the people that we were there. But I'm proud of the people that we are now and the version looking back saying, wow, we survived that. Yeah, for sure. So. I will say the the make it or break it is definitely something that's really fascinating because and I think the article mentions this with some of the other couples that they talk to where you do realize like, oh, shit, I can do a lot on my not on my own, but I can I can pull my weight when I need to. And I think if you go through a make it or break it phase, that's beneficial you realize that about yourself and hopefully both of you realize that about yourselves and you you know come together the other thing I remember they mentioned too is like and we kind of went through that too with the shambles as well where every remember everyone and I still don't understand this but reading that article kind of brought it up again everyone kept asking kept saying like wow y'all stayed together through the shambles that's so crazy and we were both like it's all we had doesn't make sense but even in the article they mentioned it of just like yeah you know people when they go through stuff like that they break up or get divorced and i was just like that doesn't make i still don't understand that mindset yeah let me complicate things further by not having any support system alienating myself from the only portion of society that could relate to me yeah let me just drown let me just drown amongst the fish i don't get it for those of y'all who are listening slash watching that don't know, in 2018, we ended up buying a house and it was just a really bad experience. It was 2017. I thought it was 27. We bought it December 2017. Well, yeah, so all of 20... Right. I'm right. You're all right, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so 2018, we spent the year displaced and living with my parents while we sued the seller of the house because it was like unlivable. It was a whole thing. And all through that process, everybody kept saying, wow, y'all are like sticking it out and not divorcing each other. And we were just like, because this is the only other person that knows what I'm going through. Exactly. <laughs> it makes no sense to leave right now. We're, what is also it? Also financially, it made no sense. We're suing someone. It makes no sense. Cutting <laughs> cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, right? Why? I don't know. But in the article, I felt like they touched on those type of ideas again. I was just like, that doesn't, I still don't get why that's, that seems like the right option, you know? Um. So my final question. Okay. Is, and this is a silly question I already know, like I'm admitting it now. Should people think about 
the version they will become. So should that be a factor in dating um, or who we marry? Mm. And I think the problem with that is you focus so far in the future that you risk sabotaging the here and now, like the yeah. current relationship. But I would answer my own question and say no. Because you have no control over okay. how you would grow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I would disagree. Really? <laughs> I, I, I definitely based being with you on who I felt you would potentially be, not who you were at the moment. Did you think I would become this? I had no idea it would be this. It worked out really great. <laughs> worked out really great for me. Wait, who um, did you think I would be? I just, well, so, okay, so it wasn't necessarily, I didn't base it on, like, I think that right now I am marrying someone who's going to be a writer, and it's going to be great. You know, like, I didn't mm. go that way. I felt more that I based it on, I can see that I can build with this person long term. So whoever they end up being, I can work with that. Oh. And that was very much my thought process while I was dating you and when we got married too where it's just I just felt like I don't know I just really I enjoyed where we were when when we were dating obviously I really enjoyed your company and like all that kind of stuff but I also just felt like yeah I could weather things with this person and I did think more long term like whether I have kids with this person or not whether we are in this state or another one or whether I'm doing this professionally or something else like those are all details you know but overall I felt like I could build a life with you and I based being with you on that not necessarily where you were at the time because on paper where you were at the time wasn't cute it was not great so call center yeah so heavily in debt to me I don't know I I disagree with you I based it I very much based it on the potential I saw they're like ripplings of potential so I just thought about like fertile ground. You know what I mean? Not to bring it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not to make it sexual about fertility, but. No, um, just like, you know, earth. Good, good. We're both earth signs. I get it. Anyway. Yeah. No. Yeah. But it's like, I, I know that things are very comfortable with us and I like the discussions that we would need to have the difficult ones, which would inevitably, inevitably come. Yeah. That it would not break us. And so for the most part, that trait, between the two of us and like with you has I feel been at the at the foundation of our relationship because when I would struggle you would pick up the slack when you would falter I would pick up the slack yeah the hard conversations that we had to have we finally got through it and then we're talking more and understanding more and listening more all of that like the base uh concept or the base version of that was at the very beginning of the marriage was the cornerstone of the foundation that we have. Yeah. So. So in the article, they mentioned this idea of like, since you don't, since you, if you come to the acknowledgement that who you're marrying now is a snapshot of a person and they will inevitably change and grow, hopefully all grow together, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then it's more about figuring out yourself and what you're going to be potentially okay with long term oh. versus I'm marrying this person. They need to stay this person. It's interesting to see those dynamics of couples that have been together for multi-decades. And um, yeah, they've lived through, what, 
15, 25, 30 iterations of each other at mm, this point. I think higher than that now. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I remember for a while we were watching both of our sets of parents have these kind of quips back and forth consistently. And I just kept asking you like, do you think we're going to be like this at 30 something years of marriage? Because if so, should we bounce? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to be this way towards you. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. So, so I, tying back into the article it mentioned something like figure out what you're okay with what you think you'll at least be okay with long term and that's something I don't think I will be okay with long term if at in our 30-ish year marriage we're both just like I don't know getting jabs in just to get jabs in I don't know the thing that I would say is go into relationships knowing about growth when you think about growth, there's also failure. So when you sow something and it starts growing, it can end. Yeah. It can end badly. It can end well. But I think you just have to be okay with the potential. You have to be okay with the potential of the relationship to just end in failure. Mm. Like failure can be an option. It should be an option. Yeah. Failure is always an option. And so long as you understand that, then whatever version of yourself that you end up being, whatever version of the relationship that it ends up um, manifesting into, then you'll just be more understanding of it. Yeah. That's hard in like the here and now, but in hindsight, hopefully you can, you can see that. Yeah, I guess so. And appreciate it. It just got me thinking. I was just, yeah, thinking about that concept of figuring out what you're okay with was just something that I think I'm still trying to understand. Like, oh, yeah, what am, what would I be okay with long-term? Like, what is some of, like, what are the abuse aside, obviously, but, like, what are some of, like, the worst things that I would be okay with and, like, still feel like the relationship is worth it, mm. you know, or still feel committed and loyal to it or whatever the thing is? I'm just like, huh, I don't know. Huh. In the comments below, tell us a version of yourself outside of a relationship that you are most proud of and why. Because um, I think, yeah, that's just like a good way to reflect on yourself. Glass half full, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, with that, stumble well, stumble on, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.